Let's, be, let's, let's give the Lord one more hand, all right? The band did a great job. I actually think we could probably pray and go home. <laughs> Does somebody say amen? <laughs> amen. All right, fantastic. All right, we are going to talk about the uh, resurrection. Five gifts for the next few minutes. Uh, five gifts of the resurrection. There's a lot more, but I want you to open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Did that, did that nail, that hammering up here just send goosebumps up and down your spine? Is anybody else like that? Man, it just, it just really stirred me to think that just a glimpse of being there for a few minutes. Okay, we're going we're gonna to begin to read in verse 15, chapter 15, verse 15, and we're going to read down through verse 20. Paul the Apostle is talking about if Jesus Christ did not raise from the dead, or if there's no resurrection of the dead. Verse 15 says this, We are even found to be misleading God, because we testified about God that he raised, that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. Verse 17. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sin, sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. Verse 19. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most, should be pit, it should be miserable. We are of all men most miserable, is what one other translation puts it. Verse 20. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the fruit of those who have fallen asleep. So the fact is, Jesus Christ has raised from the dead. Now, if you'll notice, Paul the Apostle, everything is negative here. He's saying, if Christ be not raised. So what do I do? I want to turn everything to a positive for the next few moments. Five gifts of the resurrection. Five gifts that God has given to us because Jesus Christ did not stand in the grave. Now, there's a ton more, but we find five of them in this passage. And so, but not only do we find these five wonderful gifts... These gifts are a longing of our hearts. There's something that, that, that satisfies the deep longing in each one of us. These gifts do that for us. And so let's begin with number one. The first gift that we are given from this is forgiveness. We are forgiven of our sins. And Paul puts it this way. He said, if Christ is not raised, we're still in our sins. But since he is, Christ, since he is risen, we are have been forgiven. Why is that so important? Because the Bible teaches that all have what? Sin. All of us have messed up. And it goes on to say in verse 23, there is none righteous, no, not one. Okay, we're all in the same boat. We've all messed up. Not only does the Bible tell us that, but this is longing that we have in our hearts. That we need to be forgiven because conscience is constantly testifying to us, constantly condemning us that we have 
sinned. We have messed up. But because of the death of Jesus Christ, because of the burial of Jesus Christ, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have forgiveness. Now, not just forgiveness, but I want to go to Romans. You can go there with me. Romans chapter 8. There's so much more than just say, well, you're forgiven. Romans chapter 8 in verse 1 is so powerful. And this is my promise, and it's your promise. So it says this, There is therefore, and this is my favorite part of this verse, now. Everybody see that? There is therefore, not tomorrow, not when we die and we get to heaven. It says, there is therefore right now. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So what's that saying? It's saying not only did his resurrection give us forgiveness, but we will never, ever come into judgment. That's what the word condemnation means. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we will never be judged for our sins. Jesus was already judged for all of us on the cross. The Father, as we talked about earlier, heaped all the sins because he sees the future from the pet present. He see, he's, he's omnipresent. So he was able to put all of the sins of the world on top of Jesus Christ, and he paid it in full. Now, that's a great verse, but there's even better verse, if that's even possible. Romans chapter 4 and verse 25 says this. Talking about Jesus. Who was delivered up for our transgressions and raised for our justification. <laughs> all right. You have to smile. You have to get excited on the inside because now all of a sudden there's never going to be condemnation. But when God looks at us, he looks at us as what? We are justified. What does that mean? It means just as if we had never sinned. So the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that gives us the gift of forgiveness. It gives, us a free, it gives us the gift of no condemnation. It gives us the gift of literally justification. God always looks down at you, and when he sees you, he sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Because when he died and you trusted Jesus Christ, his righteousness was given to you and your sins was given to him. Paid in full. Now, does that excite you? When the Father looks at me, as wicked as I am, and as bad as you might be, I won't say wicked, okay, we're all messed up, right? The Father looks down because of what Jesus has done. He declares us justified, innocent. He declares us righteous, even though we're not. He declares us righteous because of what Jesus Christ has done. That's fantastic. That's gift one. Gift two. I was going to say, look at your notes, but you don't have any notes this morning. Number two, our faith is well-founded. Our faith is well-founded. This is the gift of a sure, solid foundation. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we finally, listen very carefully, we finally have someone we can trust. There's someone we can depend upon. I remember growing up, who can I trust? Who can I depend upon? Because if, if you ha have had a rough background, you understand what I'm talking about. There's, there's really no one that you can turn to. 
But because of Jesus Christ and what he's done, he's given us this solid foundation. He will never, ever let you down. I remember the first time I ever heard this thought. Titus chapter 2, verse 1. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie. It just blew me away. It's really the verse that drew me closer to God. It's the one verse, listen, it's the one verse that God gave me that kept me going back to my girlfriend's house and her reading devotion. Now, now think about it. I'm 17 years old, and I'm going to my girlfriend's house. Instead of, you know, doing the normal stuff, trying to impress her, you know, I say, oh, can we have devotions? <laughs> I'm a 17-year-old. Who does that? I, I knew I wasn't normal, but that's, that's incredibly abnormal. Because, I mean... She was beautiful. She's still pretty gorgeous. Amen. Yesterday, we celebrated our 40th anniversary. Crazy. All right. But, but the point is, I want to have devotions with her. Then after we're done with smooching. No, I'm just kidding. Just, just, okay. But you get the point. That, that's, it's inc- but that one thought. Okay. Jesus Christ. He's given us that solid foundation to someone who we can absolutely count on through thick and thin. He's someone that we can absolutely trust. Someone we can put our faith in will never be in vain. He will never, ever let you down. Why is that so important? Because when God created us, he created us with this heart that longs for a relationship with him. That's why he created us, to have a relationship with him. And so we have this desire... So it literally fulfills this absolute desire and and it satisfies the longing of our hearts when Jesus Christ rose from the dead and gave us that solid foundation. Number three, the third gift. We have the truth. Verse 15. The last verse, the the foundation was verse 14. This is verse 15 and I don't have time to name them all. Okay. But in verse 15, it talks about that the apostles preached the truth. Finally, we have the truth. And what is the truth? John 14 and verse 6. Jesus declared to the apostles, he said, I am the way, the, or the, I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. That's what Jesus said. Okay? Now, no man comes unto the Father but by me. So finally... We have it. The only way to the Father. We have His words. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by, and Jesus is talking, and He has that big word there, me. So where's the Father at? In heaven. So no one could get there by baptism? Come on. What's baptism for? Well, as you look at the Bible, it's after salvation. It's a picture of what happened at salvation. Most, many religions believe that the baptism washes away the sin of our life. That's not what the Bible... Jesus says, I'm the way, not baptism. Joining the church. Giving money to a church. None of that is there. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It doesn't say church membership in that verse. Doesn't say giving money to the church. Dog. Doesn't say that. None of that. It just says through him. That's what it says here. 
So the only way to the Father, which is in heaven, Jesus now is at the right hand of the Father. The only way is through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the only way. We have the truth. We have the way. That's number three. Number four is joy. Notice in verse 19, it says this. If in this life, catch this phrase, if in this life we are only we have hope in Christ, if there's no future life, no life after death, we're of all men, and I, I really don't like that word to be pitied. King James has it even it's so much better. We're of all men most miserable. Most miserable. Why will we admit? What's he talking about? Because we're sacrificing our lives. We're giving up so much. I mean, you guys came yesterday morning at 730 and you stayed out in the sun all day and then you came in and practiced and did all this stuff. I mean, it's, you worked for eight hours yesterday. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, it's all in vain. So yeah, it's a miserable life. But because you know that everything you do on this life, you're storing treasures in heaven. So just flip that around now. Instead of most miserable, because we know that he rose from the dead, no longer are we miserable, but because we know he rose from the dead, then we are overjoyed. There's joy. That abundant life he promised. He said, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and might have it more abundantly. That promise he gave us is a reality. So we have this wonderful joy. We have this wonderful promise. Those of us that have trusted Jesus Christ, we know that the hard times in this life, it's only leading to a greater life here and there. See, you just wonder sometimes when people go through all this stuff that they go through and they have nobody to lean on, they have no one that's designing and going to give them a future. See, here we're, we, we're 80 years, 90 I'm liking at 90 and 100 the older I get, amen? But there it's forever. There's no end. Instead of putting all my rewards here, that's where I want it to be. Not for my 80 years, and then everything I do here burns. I want to store, the Bible says, store up treasures in heaven by living for him. You see, in this life, there truly is that joy. In this life, it's a life full of meaning. It's valuable. It's significant. We have a purpose. And that is we live for each other. That's the purpose. Living for him, he's in heaven. He says, if you want to live for me, live for others. This, that's what God brought this church together. That we're not just some other, another church. It's that we are a family we are here for each other and for those that don't know Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible... So joy, that's the gift that Jesus gives us. And that's number four. Number five, hope. <laughs> I like this. He says in, in uh, verse 18, he says, those that have died in Christ, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, they've perished. They're gone. It's over. But because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, now listen very carefully, because he did rise from the dead, we have a hope that those that have gone before us are still alive. See the difference? 
He's, all of our loved ones down now. Now, I'm not just going to put this, you know, you have this funeral. Of course, everybody that dies, I mean, the preacher always preaches that they're going to heaven. That's not true. Okay? If they don't have Christ, there is no hope. Because he said he's the only way to the Father. Not trying to be mean, but, but if they've trusted Christ, and hopefully they have, those that trust Christ, those that believe in him, they're the ones. So we have this, my grandmother. I went to and talked to her about the Lord several times. And her sister finally told me that she had went forward in a church several times and trusted Christ. That gave me hope. Gave me hope. Because Jesus Christ is the only way. So those that have gone on before us, we haven't seen it. This is all we have right here that tells us what the other side's like. It also tells us what that side's like. But we have hope that those that have trusted Jesus Christ are there in heaven. Now, that's great truth. But how does that all become ours? This is a great question. The death, the burial, and the resurrection which we sang about, demonstrated this morning, do, does that just automatically get me to heaven? Do I just automatically go to heaven because he did that? Well, not necessarily. The Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, what? Believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The word believe is sometimes confusing. It means to trust. It means to rely on. So this chair, I'm going to rely on it to... I just had faith in this chair. It's going to hold me. That's what's like, you know, it's just like, I'm, I'm just going to trust in Jesus and what on the cross as the pain for my sin to get me to heaven. I'm going to receive him as my Savior. John chapter 1, verse 12 says this. Talking about believing, depending. It says, as many as received, this is, this is what we understand, as many as received Jesus, to them gave he the right to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. So, so this is how a person becomes a child of God. He reaches out, and he cries out to the Father, and he receives. Father, what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross 2,000 years ago, I received that as my payment I receive him as my Savior. And the Bible says, when you do, as many as received him, them gave he the right to become sons and daughters of God. It's cool. So all we have to do is, like I did when I was 19, 18, 2, 2.30 in my bedroom, I cried out. And I said, Lord, I opened the door. I know what you did on the cross for me. I, I want you to come in and save me. God had revealed that I was lost. And I was miserable. And he revealed to me, the light came on, he is the way, not just to heaven, but to abundant life. And trust me, at 18, I was done with life. I was done. Toast. And so I reached out and I received him and, and the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. My family didn't know who I was anymore. Things changed drastically. It was, it was incredible what God began to do in my life. Why? 
Because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. God's the one that changes us. So, all of this that we talked about, these five wonderful gifts, the forgiveness, the solid foundation that you have someone you can depend upon, that faith, the truth, all of that is yours if you just reach out and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. So just for the, the next few moments, I want to give you an opportunity. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ, or maybe you're, you're away from Christ, we're going to give you an opportunity here, right where you are. No one looking around. We're, we're going to have you just bow your heads just for a moment, okay? Just bow your heads right where you are. No one looking around. Close your eyes. If you're here this morning, and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, this is an opportunity for you to call out to God and say, God, I need to be saved. You can repeat this prayer if you want to. Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died for me. I now receive you as my Savior. If you're just not 100% sure that you're saved, you're not sure that you're going to heaven. This prayer isn't going to save you. It's your faith. It's you trusting in what Christ did. So, if you want to be saved, why don't you cry out to God like I did when I was 18? Just repeat after me. Pray this prayer. Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died for me. I now receive you as my Savior. Come into my heart and save me. It literally is that simple. He's just a prayer away. That's for you that weren't sure that you're going to heaven. Now, other believers might be here this morning. You might, you might know you're going to heaven for sure. You might, you might, be, you, you might have that assurance. But maybe you've been a far away from the Lord. Why not the, this Easter? Make it a time to get right with God. Make it a time to come back to Him and get right. It's just simple this. The Bible says if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Do you hear that? Forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's so simple. Just cry to God, God, I blew it. I'm sorry. And instantly you're back in fellowship with God. Instantly. See, God has made it easy for all of us because we're all so messed up. God just loves us that much. He makes it so easy for us to get back in fellowship with Him. So if you're here this morning, why don't you cry out to God? If you know you're saved, cry out to God and get right with Him. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed still, just for a moment. No one, please, no one looking around. If you pray that prayer to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, can you just lift up your hand real quick just so I can see it because I'm going to pray for you. Yes, thank you for that hand. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, anybody else? Anybody else? Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, you may put it down. Anybody else? Real quick, just lift it up and back down. 
Okay, if you raise your hand, just raise your hand again because I want you to raise your hand as no one look around because I want to go to the Lord in prayer for you. Just lift up, lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you this morning. Just lift them up. If you prayed that prayer, I'm going to pray for you. Father, I pray for these this morning that are not ashamed of you, that are lifting up their hand. They received you as their Savior. Father, I pray for them specifically today that you would literally open their eyes to this new life that's ahead of them. Give them the joy. Give them the understanding of all these things. Give them that promise of abundant life. Oh God, put your hand upon them and bless them. May this be a a beginning of a changed life for them. And we'll give you the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may put your hands down. Look up at me. Everybody look at me. In the back back there, if you trusted Christ, there are Bibles for you today. All of you that pray the prayer, all of you that trust Jesus Christ, even if you didn't raise your hand, there's a Bible back there specifically for you. And it has the date on that Bible inside that this is your spiritual birthday. Easter is when you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. It's back there for you. We want you to begin your new life by reading the Bible. What a great way to start off. We just want to say we love you. We appreciate you being here. And happy Easter. Everybody, let's stand. Now the ushers are going to bring, bring, bring up the offering. And if you're visiting today, we just ask that you put in $1,000 a piece. Can I hear an amen? I'm kidding. If you're here for the first time, you just, if you just uh, do that um, connection card, hopefully somebody gave you a connection card, just rip that. You don't have to put anything in the offering except that card. Just let us know that you were with us, all right? As they do that, we're going to sing our last song, Lord bless you this morning.